Startwell's House Mail, episode 97. <laughs> I leave for freaking two weeks and you can't get an episode number right. Well, I had one Sesame Street in ages, man. You freaking kid, get it right. Jeez. Uh, this is episode 78. This is 78 for the Smallville episode Fracture. I'm Derek. I'm Steve. And I'm sorry if you're new listening to us, but I've, I've been out of town for two weeks. Well, I've been out of town and then I had the flu. I left, you know, the dictatorship here to Steve, and I come back, and he's just, he sent the whole thing to hell, apparently, and uh, in the handbasket. I've and done I'm, nothing but screw up since I've come to shoe. I'm picking up the pieces, uh, and, you know, and then we don't even have an episode last week for Smallville, which is my fault, but I'm going to blame it on Steve. So, you know, it's just, it's made matters worse. So, Steve, how are you? <laughs> don't cry. Let's hug it out. Let's hug it out. Uh, hug it out. Let's hug it out. Um, oh, it feels good to be back. You know, oh, I'm glad my, to have you back, man. You know, this is my, my thing. It all started here, and I feel, and I never miss an episode. Never. I've missed, I can count on one hand the number that I haven't been in, except for being in the Phantom Zone, and um, which does don't count. <laughs> and uh, what, what Phantom Zone? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I hate missing Chew. I don't mind missing Dent Wonder. I don't really mind missing Skynex, but Chew is so much fun, and I just hate missing it so this is and, the place where we get to let our hair down and just have a good time yeah we're just us girls here jeez <laughs> <laughs> let's have a pillow fight what the hell bro slumber uh, party i'm like leaving right now hooray um, so Derek's um, back yay so i was gone for persona for so can you long. believe i missed persona Oh my God. And I miss Siren. And uh, I did get to interview Elena Huffman. If you haven't checked that out, we did interview the actress who played Black Canary on Smallville. I did that last week uh, in between the time I was gone, right before I got the flu. Thank God. Because I just didn't have a voice there for about about 72 hours. I had nothing to go off of. Um, but I'm feeling much better now. Had to get back into this. Sorry there was an episode last week. Um, but we've got this coming. And then. You know, no Smallville for a little while, but, but you know, get into that, the uh, Smallville news, the strike is officially over, and we've got five more episodes in addition to Hero, Traveler, and Veritas to look forward to. Steve? Oh, yeah, what? Did you hear me? Yeah, 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 five more episodes. You don't care, do you? <laughs> I'm kind of hurt right now. S- Steve's still back in episode 76, wake the <laughs> F up and get up here with me. Um, I've jumped ahead to episode 95. I'm so happy. Five more episodes. That yeah, that is 20. awesome. That is exciting. That is too short of what we normally get in a season that uh, where writers have been off work for three months, 90 days, and we still get five more episodes. Well, it's a credit to how much work went into this season before the writer's strike. I mean, Precisely. here are people that are passionate about getting this show out. And I just want to say thank you to you guys for being so for enjoying what you do and being passionate about the show. All of you, and you know, I put it I put it on a post on the website the day the strike was over, and I put all the writers on the show and I said, "Hey, all of you, get back to work," you know, because we can't wait to see what is going to happen, especially after Veritas, because Veritas is still going to be huge. But now we've got five more to go off of Veritas. in addition to that. Veritas is going to be amazing. Yes. Amazing. Now, they may have changed some key factors of Veritas to put towards the end of the season, but I still think, on a whole, Veritas is going to be a very, very large episode. 
So it's uh, yeah, I, th- I agree with you, sir. I think so. So what else has been going on? You might you might want to say. Well, uh, we had some great stuff happen after Siren. Uh, Justin Hartley has signed with an exclusive deal with the CW. Now, what does that mean exactly? That means they put him in what they want him to be. The kid stays in the picture, essentially. Okay. They put him what he wants to be in. Oh wow! It's it's, it's essentially a talent holding deal. Which is they reserve the right to put him in some sort of production. That does not mean a Green Arrow series or an Aquaman series. It just means that it means if he if they do a Gilmore Girls reunion movie and they want him to be one of the new love interests in in Rory's life, or if they do Duke Savage the Next Generation, he plays Bo. Okay. Sorry, I'm going with the blonde, but yeah, I mean that's you know he's, he's he could do a that. good Bo. Yeah, he could. Doubt me? Do you? No, no not at not. all. Okay. Not at all. So that's that's big, and uh, that's exciting. Um, so they're doing a Dukes of Hazard: The Next Generation? No, no, oh. no. Shut up. Just they a did, good old boy. They did that movie, and it didn't do so well. Um, Never mean to know. Did you see that? Which one? The the beginning. No, that was like a straight video, wasn't it? Yeah, straight I don't to think DVD. I saw that. Are you yeah. still on VHS? I just got DVR. Ladies and gentlemen, ago, ladies man. and gentlemen, Steve <laughs> just got a DVR. Just got Huzzah. a DVR. Please flow the streamers from. I mean, you know, it's like the ticker tape parade when you get this because I'm just. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, "Yay! 2001 has arrived for Steve." <laughs> oh, Derek, I missed you so much. Unfortunately, now he has to eat ramen noodles and drink water to pay for the thing. But it's That's fine. Right. It's good. Right. He's gonna. How much does it hold? I have to know if if you just got one. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know all the details on it. You just got a VCR and you're calling it a DVR, aren't you? <laughs> it holds about six hours. No, seriously, um, seriously, you you put these these cartridges in and it burns them to these cartridges. And there's there's three different settings and you can get two hours, four hours, or six hours yeah. worth. Yeah, of video. on the slip setting, it's six hours. The slip set. <laughs> I don't know what these damn P's and L's mean, but it's something, you know. I get my video in half as good quality as the first time I watched it. I do it, it so. slow, long play. Well, um, now I'm glad you got that because it helps out a lot with doing these shows. You're actually able to see what's going on. Well, what I, what I honestly what I was doing is I was watching it at a friend's house and they would record it on DVD for me and I'd take it home and rewatch it and that kind of thing. Because they're good friends, Derek. The hell is that supposed to mean? Well, you take it however you want to. You live freaking six hours away from me. What do you, what do you want me to do? Well, just Is it only six hours? You're on my show. Isn't that good enough? That, that is good enough. Actually, it's an honor is, to be here. No, it's, it's your show, too. Shut up. No, it's, Shut up. Shut it's up. your baby. Who said that Will is the, the Jor-El of the forums? I don't Do know. That? Who's... Who Somebody said, said that? that on the forums, and I, I like spit out my drink. I don't know who said that, but they were talking about just this wise voice from the past. You know, somebody said, "Yeah, Will is pretty much the Jor El of the forums," and I just about spit my drink out when I read that. I thought that was hilarious. Um, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The forums have gone to hell. I think I'm just the- closing them. Down. <laughs> Oh man! If you go and look, there we are we talk about anything but Smallville. There on the are never anymore. new Smallville posts. There's always something else. 
And if someone talks about Smallville, like we shut them down quick. So I was like, yeah, did you see that Charlie Brown episode that time? You know, it's well, just completely. You, you know what has happened? It's become a who can out random who contest on the forums. It's the boys versus the girls. and then It is now, isn't it? It's the 22 and up age versus the 21 and lower age. That's right. Freaking kids. Looking so, in your direction, Krypton man. <laughs> we weren't going to talk about it. I'm sorry. Okay, man. It's really sad because I mean we've got you know what 300 users and and but we've got thousands of subscribers and they have no clue. Come to the forums because it is a hell of a good time, but it's just it's pretty much a mind raping experience at the same juncture because you don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on and I freaking founded the thing. It's it's like Sodom and Gomorrah. I just want to I just want to wash off and start over again. <laughs> Essentially, it's so bad. All right, we're going to choose eight people to get in a boat and survive the flood that is going to come to the sh- to the House of L forums. We we have to choose eight from the forums. Who would you yes. choose? Uh, I, well, um, I know who I'd choose to watch drown. I'd want to be up on the wow. <laughs> God doesn't like freaks. Um, <laughs> wow, that's the most terrible thing I've heard today. Okay. Um, Jake. Th- there have been some images released for episode 13, Hero. Yes, the, excellent. The um, unveiling of a familiar face to Smallville. Now, if you haven't been watching Smallville from the beginning, you might not recognize this person. But then again, most everybody in the world watches ER mindlessly, so they've probably seen Sam Jones III before. But Pete Ross is returning to Smallville. Good old Pete. And you know he's at a concert, so you know he's going to yell out the name of the band. That's right. <laughs> I would love it. If one said, Republic. Remy Zero. I mean, Remy Zero. One Republic. <laughs> Remy Zero broke up, Sam. Oh. Oh. Well, here's a talent mix CD. Yeah. Here's a Ford Fusion. <laughs> Use arid, old, dry, sport zone, old spice. Four. I, I miss all the plugs that he used to give oh. and stuff. But the worst one ever was the CD one. Do you remember that? Yes. When, when it came like, out? Here you go, man. It, 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 there's somebody playing at the Talon, and 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 Pete's DJing it. I love it. He's he's doing the sound and the lights for the thing. Clark walks up, and he's like, hey, it's a great party. And uh, Pete's like, yeah, check out the new Talon mix, Clark. And he slides in the CD, and it's a bird's eye view, and it's Pete's hand, and then it's Clark's hand, and the CD just kind of stops for a minute. And you, it's the artwork from the actual CD. From the actual CD. From the, the Smallville CD. Mix, and which like, i gotta give, got to give old Pete some props for getting that laid out on there. He, he, sp- he spread that mother out, because I picked my copy up at Walmart. That's right. So good job, Pete. <laughs> For uh, laying it on thick, oh. uh, but I, I, I love that. That's still one. That one and and talking about product placement, but um, and it's one of my favorite episodes from season four. But Jinx, um, is deliberate the old spice, yeah, deliberate old spice. I mean, it's terrible. The, the the most awesome scene is when Clark is suiting up in the in the locker room and mm-hmm. um, Boulevard of playing Green Dreams. Day. Yeah, Green Day is playing. And he's sitting up, and then he has that awesome talk with Jonathan uh, out in the hallway when he's about to go out on the field. And the, by the way, I've, the Pa Kent talks that I've had in the past few weeks, 
I would not trade them for anything in the world. I'm tearing up as I'm saying this. That's hilarious to me. Talk that to I your mother, get... son. Well, no, it's just, you know, you know, I was in New York with John because um, we were doing some work, and he's actually in Chicago right now. He's got the lead of Billy Flynn. And so I was up there, and we'd just go out and talk. But he, you know, if we'd start talking about something serious, he turns into that mode because he played Jonathan Kent as himself. He 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 is that way to his kids. He, he have didn't to have to him. get into any type of frame no. of mind to do that. It was it was Bo Duke and John and Jonathan Kent. Yeah. Do you think he had a script, or do you think they just kind of said, "Here's what this scene's"? Well, about. I know he had a script. I've seen him, but I, you know, I just, he's he's so real, and you sit there and think that oh, that's just the way he's playing it. No, because he will sit there and he just he turns and he turns that on, and like I feel like I'm sitting there talking to Jonathan Kent, and my head just kind of bows, and I'm like, Does oh, he ever put his hand on your shoulder when he's talking? Oh to yeah, you? yeah. I'm not bragging. I have got things. to it's meet not John Schneider. It's, well, if you'd come to Atlanta, you freak, you would have. But it's not really that big. I'm not like bragging at all. I promise. It's just an honor to work for this man because he's so cool. But it's just it's so neat when he gives advice because that's how, that's what it turns into. And I watched that on TV for five years. Well, I watched <laughs> The Dukes of Hazard, and then I watch that on TV, and he does that, and I'm just like, ha. Huh. <laughs> I'm just like a big kid, you know. It's uh, so cool. Nice. So, but yeah, there's not a lot of small little stuff going on because of the strike. And uh, well, Toy Fair, Toy Fair did not mention that new images of the toys. Toy Fair was Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, I believe. It was this week. It was this whole week. Okay. I don't know. No, I'm just saying it was sometime this week. You're an idiot. Checking the AAC, there is a picture of. Um, the, the new, the, well, the There's toys. a picture of Steve hanging up is what there is. <laughs> Why don't you go back to knitting class? Jeez. <laughs> um, th- there's an awesome picture of the Justice League figures. And th- the first time that we've actually gotten to see, these were unveiled at Comic-Con last year, but it was just the prototype. they're prototype forms, yeah. Yeah, but they have the hoodies with them. Yeah, Justice League has the the Green Lantern has his hood, and they all have their hood. Well, Clark doesn't have one. Yeah, Green Lantern has his hood. That's right. That's Green, a special figure, guys. Green Lantern. Did I say Green Lantern? You did. I'm coming off the hills of New Frontier. Yeah, you're just, coming off the hills of Episode 77. I'm coming off the hills of Shut Your Mouth. Is what I'm coming off the hills of. I'm, I'm coming sorry. off the I'm hills sorry. of North Carolina. <laughs> Hell yes! Let's hug it out. Let's hug it out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Steve and I are going to try a new thing. We've, we've been going to um, couples therapy. And oh my, don't even go there. <laughs> There's been too much said. Don't even go there. And if we, if we, if we get it's into because it, we're single and neat. Or no, we, I'm single and neat. If we get into a fight, we just have to. <laughs> yeah, so am I. <laughs> if we get into a fight, we're just going to, we're going to hug it out and everything's going to be okay. And we're not going to let right. it affect the, the grandeur of the show. Um, Anyhow, these these I figures, hate you. What were we talking about? Oh, these figures. figures at Comic Con they showed the prototype versions, and now and now at Toy Fair they've got the finalized versions, complete with like hoodies that you can remove and put on and off, featuring the Green Arrow yes. and Cyborg and Aquaman and you know Impulse, not Flash, Impulse, Impulse. and of course Clark. And, and this is Boy series Scout. two. If you're seeing this and you're confused, it is because in season one there is a series one action figures of uh, Lana Clark and Lex. You had little cheerleader Lana. They're hard to find now, um, yeah, because they're they're out of print. 
I guess so it's to speak. print out of, out of production. Production would be a better uh, yeah turn of phrase. Uh, but they they do. It's kind of neat to put the old Clark figure next to the new Clark figure if you're looking at images of them. I like that he's in the red jacket and blue shirt. Oh, sure, sure. Well, I mean, you can totally do you up a little shot of the uh, scene from Justice if you want to. If you play with your toys. Steve? Hmm. You got anything you want to admit to the to the class? Yeah, I've got a Star Wars room, and I've actually got a, you know, a little wow. diorama okay. set up. Okay, moving on. Um, you know Allie's making an action figure out of me? No. Did I tell you that? Uh-uh. Yeah, we, that's what she does. You go to go to undeadamerica.blogspot.com. She, mm-hmm. She's usually got her, her eBay um, auctions open, but she does she's, does Buffy she does, figures. She customizes figures? Yeah, she's done the Heroes figures, and in all honesty, they look better than... The Heroes figures. The Heroes figures. Hmm. Well, there's not enough plastic in the world to customize a figure of me. Oh. You'd have to... Well, I'll take that back. I used the Jabba the Hutt one time and put a little shirt <laughs> on him. I'm the little guy sitting next to you. Ah, double stack, double stack. <laughs> His name's Salacious Crumb. But anyhow. Wow. Uh, but I'm... Uh, My geek is showing. We say all that to say, check out the new figures. They will be available in May. And I'm going to get them. Too. I'm going to get them. You think they're going to be a set? They haven't said if they're releasing them as a set or No, separately. they haven't. Probably not, huh? I'll be getting them all. Well, yeah, I'm going to get them. Yeah, I'll get them all. I'll get them all just to just to get like the ex- picture of the expl- exploding warehouse and put it behind them on a shelf and have them walking at me. Well, I'm hoping Allie can make a action figure out of Derek, Houston, Will, and Tucker, and I can do my own one. Reenact banished. Which you didn't put on the poll, by the way. It's not a commercial. You didn't say commercial. You said video. I said commercial. You said video. The title is shoe video, but in it I said, what's your favorite shoe commercial? I put on the forums. I wanted people to vote. You might have edited that. No. 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 Because my favorite is that wrinkly shirt, yo. That is not a wrinkly shirt. (laughs) Picture of wrinkly shirt here. It doesn't say commercial. Shit. I've got to fix that. What? Wait, what, say it one more time, Derek. What? <laughs> Something about your face and my fist. I'm not really sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. But So we saw New Frontier. If your face hits my fist, I'll fist my, my face. My foot's going to... I have no ass. idea what I just said. Uh, New Frontier rocks, sir. New Frontier. Oh, thank you for making up for... Speaking of Toy Fair. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did you see the Two-Face figure? Yes, picture of Two Face figure here. Um, oh, the the only now the only picture I saw was a little bit blurry. Yeah, I don't think they were supposed to be taking pictures of it. They probably it's like they, it's the like internet, they were but, running by real quick, like snap. But uh, you know what? Uh, I saved the image and it's here in the AAC for all eternity, and they can't pull that there away. There you from go. Me. It looks awesome, and they can't take that away from me. So, um, very excited to have that and. Uh, Check that out right down there because that's Aaron Eckhart as Harvey Dent as Two Face. Very cool. The thing I really like about the Two Face look there is you you wonder the one thing I wondered is how are they going to give this a realistic spin to it and it really has that even from a you blurry know? blurry image. Yeah, 
Who is NBN training? But you can... <laughs> this is freaking late night random thought post. I'm locking this thing because it's going to get out of hand quick. Uh, no, don't lock it. I've actually enjoyed his late night random thoughts. Why can't there be hordes of kryptonite zombies on Smallville? You know, it was actually an episode and they, they changed it at the last minute. MB in training. There was actually going to be a, uh episode where kryptonite had gotten down into the cemetery and there were kryptonite zombies going all over town. No. Yeah, seriously. That would have been awesome. And then, you know, Clark and Ash have to team up and... Oh, ladies and gentlemen, before, about a month ago, Steve had never seen Evil Dead before. Shut up, man. What What's wrong with that? And now I can't get him to watch Evil Dead 2 because the first one freaked him out so bad. Hey, I watched Army of Darkness, though, the other night. You skipped, you went, at, you went too far. But Army of Darkness was good. Evil Dead's good. It freaked me out, man. Well, you know, we haven't done a show, or at least I haven't with you, and we haven't really discussed the passing of Heath Ledger. Mm. Um, and we are very aware, you know, this is very DC-centric, um, the, the small, the, you know, our podcast, we deal with Smallville, we deal with Superman, big fans of Batman, Steve and I both are, and of course, Steve does a lot on Geek Out Loud, episode 9 coming in 2012, and we we really didn't get to touch on the passing of Heath Ledger. Um, very sad. You know, our our thoughts... I, I was able to put something on the website, but we haven't really talked about it on the show, and our, our thoughts do go out um, to his family and, and friends and uh, his his child. Very sad. Um, and I hate that everybody worries about the Dark Knight in the midst of all that. Um, I understand, but there's just a lot of... The initial reaction was not, oh my god, this... This guy died. It was. Is the movie done? And that, that really bothered me for one. Um, but I think enough time has passed now that you know, you can safely say now if somebody asks what's the status of the Dark Knight, and we get emails a lot about it a lot, uh, is that yes, uh, the film is finished and his part for the Joker was done, and this will indeed be his last film. Um, but I know it's a very sad subject. And uh, we hate talking about it because it's just, it's so depressing. And the, the the film had better, and I, you know, Christopher Nolan is an amazing person. Surely that film will be dedicated to his memory. Wouldn't you say, Steve? I would hope so. And, you know, I just kept coming back. Um, when anyone talked to me about it, you know, a week or two after, you know, even even to this day, um, you know, they bring it up and I just say, it's just tragic. It was just a tragic thing that happened. And, um, you know, when the autopsy and everything, all the blood work finally came about and they're saying it was an accidental overdose of, of some prescription medication. And, you know, he, it's sad because you don't realize what he was dealing with in his own personal life. And, you know, Derek, you've even said that this role as the Joker was one of the things that kind of brought him to that point because he so immersed himself in the role that it literally scared him. I'll never change my mind on that. You know, I saw an interview with him a few weeks before it happened where he just talked about how jittery he was, how much he had scared himself in the role and how he couldn't sleep at night. And I believe, I mean, now that's a testament to how methodical an actor he was. He was very much a method actor and he was very much a character actor. He got into what he did 
very much so. And from somebody who's acted before, I can tell you that is an extreme thing to do for an undertaking as such as the Joker. I can't even imagine trying to portray that on the screen in the real world setting that Christopher Nolan has set up. And I'm sure he's done an outstanding job um, in the piece. And well, did you, I know you got to read Christopher Nolan's tribute to yes, him. Yes, very touching. And yeah, it was, it was outstanding. And, and, you know, and, I just again I come back to it's tragic and and we really don't realize and and I don't want to go you know the leave Britney alone route but we don't realize how much stress the moment you come into the public spotlight there's a lot of pressure to just maintain a certain image to be you know and if your art drives you and you're still you know and you're famous then you've got all these different balls you're juggling all these different things bouncing around and um you know, these people we see in Hollywood, we people be quick to really bash them, to really say rude things, mean things. A lot of times, I, you know, and I'm talking about the work that they put out there. I've never really heard anything negative about Heath Ledger, but but I say all that to say these people are still human, you know. And and no matter how we look at them, a lot of times we've always got to keep in mind that that that's a human being that we're talking about and that we're discussing, um, and so. In in the, in the Heath Ledger's case, he was a father and a son, and you know, and and a brother, and and it's just, yeah, you know, it's just tragic. It really was tragic to see him cut short because of all, not you know, not just because of his talent, but because of obviously he meant so much to so many people, and and no one's had anything negative to say about him. You know, everyone that spoke up and talked about just how great a guy he was to work with and to be around. And so, you know, it's just, it really is a sad thing. And, and he is and he is going to be missed for years to come in Hollywood. Oh, I think world. he had a bright career in front of him. He's already made a name for himself, an amazing name for himself. And he had gotten out of the, um, the shadow of some of the youthful ro- roles he had taken. I think that um, if he was ever going to have a breakout role, I think The Dark Knight was going to be it. Um, so it, it really is a shame. We don't mention it on the show to make light of it, to take anything away from anything else. We only mention it because it was such a tragedy. I was shocked by it. I called Steve the minute I found out about it. Um, I guess I was the one to tell you, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah. And just, we don't talk about it to put the spotlight on the film, The Dark Knight. It's just a horrible thing (coughs) when somebody, you know, passes like that. And, you know, uh, we hate it, and... I just hope that um, a true testament is shown when the film comes out that it is um, there is some sort of dedication to him in some sort of manner. I I think there should be. I I, I really do. I don't think that that bastardizes the um, the dedication at all. You know, I I think that I don't think that. What am I trying to say? I don't think that trivializes anything by dedicating the film to him. Or no, not or, at all. I think if anything, it enhances it enhances what the film is, and you know, and and for years to come, and it just like uh, in Superman the movie, this film is dedicated to Jeffrey Unsworth. Right. You know, and I, I don't think I think that's the respectful thing to do, if anything, to to put that dedication there. Yeah. So I'm, um, and I, I was pleased to see that the. Warner Brothers website for The Dark Knight reflected uh, his passing. Um, they had a picture of him up in a quote. It was, it was just all very nice the things that were said and done in the aftermath. So, uh, And I felt like uh, 
the fans that have emailed in and wanted, you know, our thoughts on it. And I hated that the minutes after it happened, the amount our inbox was flooded with, did he finish the Dark Knight? Did he finish the Dark Knight? And I, I was very angry at the time and did not want to get on the uh, air and say actually what I thought. But, uh, you know, we, we had discussed it on the forums a good bit. And, you know, I think some people realized that they were out of line with what they were saying. And I, I definitely didn't want to be on the air saying anything wrong. Uh, and enough time has passed now that I think we were able to talk about it in a, in a, in a much more positive light, but it is very, very sad. And, um, he will be missed as Steve said for years to come. So, but we, I mean, we don't want to take away from anything else and we don't want to put too much attention on one thing or the other, but it was something I felt. And, and Steve and I talked about several weeks ago that when we did do a ship show together again, that, uh, it would be mentioned and, uh, we just felt we, we had to at some point given the, the nature of it. So, but, um, the toys. Although, yes. you know, not to shift gears totally, I will say you completely came out of the blue bringing that up. And what a weird transition to suddenly go from kryptonite-infected zombies to... Well, I mean, it had nothing to do with the cemetery or anything like that. I know that's weird to say, but it, 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 did, it actually came about because we were talking about the Dark Knight action figures. And I saw yes. the, um, the Joker figure, which was... Oh, yeah. Which yeah. was very... Mm. ominous to look at uh yeah it it is it, it is eerie to see that figure yes i mean obviously it's a very disturbing looking figure in the first place but then the fact that it's modeled after somebody somebody that um well it's a disturbing likeness of yes you know him as the joker it really does capture his likeness as the joker which i'm sure there was a lot of the uh the scanning done that, like they do for figures they do nowadays if they can get the actors in to scan them right so i do that I'm just, I, I really hope that the um, the press for this film and everything reflects the hard work that went into it on Heath's part because I'm, it was a very daunting role. And um, if it is what indeed, you know, what what hurt him, I think it, it needs to be reflected upon that because it was, it's, it was a huge undertaking by his part and he was an, an amazing actor. And if you've seen the trailer for The Dark Knight, you know. From that, oh, from sure. that two minutes, yeah. you know what he put into yeah. that, and it's going to be so amazing to see that on screen. It's just going to be just like a love letter to see that in the theaters when it comes out. Well, let me ask you this, and and this is um, you know shifting gears slightly, but what? Uh, how do you think this is going to affect the role of the Joker in the future in any project, whether it be an animated series or a television show or even you know. 10 years down the road, another movie. I wouldn't think that it would affect anything more than the third Batman film, if there is indeed a third one. The Joker is timeless. Batman is timeless. Um, when, you know, when Adam West dies, I don't want to say that, but I mean, you know, when an actor who's betrayed a role, such as Batman, passes, well, well Christopher Reeve, you know, it affects a genre in such a way, but the genre carries on. The genre survives. We have Brandon Routh. We have Tom Welling. Right. I guess what I'm saying is, is not just the fact that Heath Ledger died, but his portrayal of the Joker being so gritty and so realistic and so what it's going to be. I mean, do you think that that's going to, you, you know, I mean, I don't think you'll ever get a Bruce Tim Joker again. You know, the Mark Hamill. Really? 
I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think it'll be a while. I, I don't, um, you know, I don't think the mainstream audience will take that anymore after that. I think that's how good and how much he does this. You know, just from what we saw from the introduction uh, of the Joker from the IMAX footage. You know? I, I just, I, and with all due respect again to the role, I, I don't think you can let something like this affect something that's as, as age old as it is. You you can't because that's when it becomes trivializing it. You know, you you have hmm. to accept the fact that we have to move on with it. There has to be another Superman. There has to be another Batman. There has to be another Joker. And while I think this is going to be the most true performance that we've wanted to see of the Joker, you know, we've you know you and I have always talked about wanting to see something dark, something that's menacing and something that's really going to scare people and he's done that and you know you don't get that on the animated series a lot so that I, I don't really think that one's going to affect the other do you i don't know i mean i just really and it's and again it's not about heath ledger having died you know right, this being his right. last role it's about the the i just have a feeling and just seeing this stuff that it's going to be such a strong uh, you know, from what all the spoilers and stuff I've read. Okay, I see what you're saying. You're saying that because this Joker is so different than what we've seen before, yeah, yeah, will yeah, everything yeah, yeah, else yeah, reflect yeah. that. I'm sorry, I, I misunderstood. Um, I don't know because we saw a very different Batman in Batman Begins, and that really hasn't affected a whole lot. Well, that's true, but I mean, we're still in the midst of the Batman Begins. I don't know. You know, I mean, you look back down the line, and and everyone. I just think this is going to be, I guess what I'm coming to is I think this is going to be that role where in the future everyone compares it to Heath Ledger. You know, if if there's ever yes. anyone else who portrays Joker in a live action anyway, it's going to be compared to Heath Ledger. You know, there was very small little bitty talk about Jack Nicholson at the beginning of this, the making of this film. You know, and but no one ever compared Jack Nicholson to Cesar Romero. Is it Cesar Romero? Yeah, Cesar Romero yeah, Cesar from Romero. the original Batman series. That's very true. And you know, Christopher Reeve wasn't always compared to George Reeves, but now you compare somebody to you know Brandon right. Routh was suited up against Christopher Reeve. Right, to, and it's because yeah. and it's not because Christopher Reeve had died. It's because of what he did as Superman. Right. When you thought of Superman, you thought of Christopher right. Reeve. Right. Because he was to to that generation, he was Superman. Yes, but to the generation before that, George Reeves was. So it's just kind of give and take. I mean, there may be to to the, the generation following us, the Joker may be a whole different. I never really thought of Jack Nicholson as my Joker. Oh, me either. He but, did a good job. I, I I love the first Batman movie. I enjoyed it as well. I, I, mean, I, I will say that I'll admit it here. I like the first Batman. I think it's so interesting that now, almost 20 years after that movie comes out, we've got a summer filled with another Batman movie that features the Joker. We've got an Indiana Jones movie coming out again. Huh, yeah. And in the same summer. You know, the Raiders and Batman came out the same summer. Yeah. and It was Last Crusade and Batman, sir. Last Crusade. I'm 89. Duh. I'm an idiot. And it's just very interesting to see the progression of film today uh that we're reverting back uh which is very cool to me yeah um that that there are no 
new that a lot of times there are no new ideas in Hollywood. Nothing new under the sun, friend. Nothing new under the sun. And sometimes it's good to go back. But you know what was new is um, New Frontier. New Frontier, which was very, very much made up for my disappointments in Superman Doomsday. I think that I think that DC that that what is it called DC animated Warner Brothers animated DC movie? Universe animated yeah. universe they brought it sir yeah it just my complaint once again too too much too fast that graphic novel has a lot more in it than I mean I understand it's an animated film and but it wasn't for kids that was a PG thirteen oh, movie I yeah, mean, yeah 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 when yeah, yeah. that that opening part when I don't want to give too much away, but when Hal Jordan kills that guy, shoots him in the head. Oh, sure, sure. I've just, that's not for kids. No. So I don't see why you can't make it two hours. But I'll tell you what it made me want. And I'm, I just, I, I'm not really fond of their first few Pixel movies. I'm glad they did The Death of Superman, even though it wasn't The Death of Superman. And then this was great because New Frontier is an amazing, uh, amazing story. And then we've got this Gotham Knights coming out, which I'm not looking forward to just a heck of a lot um which is a six it could, part. it could surprise us if you're familiar with the animatrix it's done in that style and it's six stories that happen in between batman begins and the dark knight i think it could surprise us it could but i'm not i don't know i'm, I'm just not looking forward to the whole ideal too much um and we got wonder woman which um carrie russell that's wonder mm-hmm. woman yeah <laughs> i will look very much forward to that I like I like Felicity. Not the show. I like Gary Russell. She's good stuff. But you know what this made me want more than anything? It's time for Kingdom Come. Oh, wow. Get on the ball, oh. Bruce and everybody at DCU. It is time. You can't do a live-action Kingdom Come. You just can't. It's not going to happen. No, you we're can't do it. No, we're too not going to see it in our lifetime. It's too huge. You can't do it. So, how would you do Kingdom Come though? I mean, what kind of animation style would you use? I don't. I don't know. It. It. See, that's the thing. It would be a travesty if it was not done in the Alex Ross style of. But they did so well doing that with New Frontier. New Frontier looked like the story. Yeah, but Alex did. Ross has those realistic paintings and and that. Kind I understand of stuff. how difficult it would be, and it, like I said, it would be just a travesty. If here's it was not done here's that the style. only way you could pull that off. Is you'd have to do the Polar Express, you know, motion capture. Probably, stuff. probably. Um, which probably with that huge budget would have to come to theaters. You're talking about that stop motion. Yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> what is it? It's because with like Polar Express, they like just they did they did like a motion capture kind of thing, didn't they? On the actors. Well, yeah, everybody act. I mean, yeah. you, do, you act it all out, and then they go back and do CG over it. It's what they were talking about. Everybody still thinks that that's what they're doing with Justice League, and that's not. There's people on the for on our forums that are still saying that that's not the case. There's there were supposed to be parts of that in the film, but the film overall was live action. And I agree with you, probably Steve. The only way to do Kingdom Come is in that style, but just to get that Alex Ross art style to it, wouldn't that be worth it? That's oh, the sure. story. Oh, that sure. is the story to end all stories. If you've never read Kingdom Come, you need to go get it right now because I never actually wept during a comic book, and that will like bring a tear to your eye. It is so good. It is such a moving story, and it's it's everybody. It's 
Green Lantern, it's Flash, and the artwork, oh, I love Alex Ross, but just, there's that image of the Green Lantern sitting up on that throne, watching down over Earth, and there's the idea that the Flash can't stop anymore. He just, he keeps running. He can't slow down. He's in constant motion. He's always in constant motion. And and then, there's, and then there's the tormented Superman. You know, the... Superman has, has just forbade everything. He's gone and, you know... He's given Kansas. up. He's given up on things. Yeah, and this cow. is about this is about the return of you know it's really about the return of Superman to being the inspiration and everything that he's supposed to be and taking it too far almost. And Batman's this vigilante, but Bruce Wayne is so old now, and he's got this exoskeleton about him. He's and you know Lex Luthor's in it, Joker, all them are in it. It's the best. It's my favorite graphic novel of all time. And well, it's just it's a you know it's one of those things where it's perfect. Yeah, you had you had the artist who absolutely loved what he was doing. You had the writer who absolutely loved what he was doing, and they just poured everything they had into it. It is, and there's so many as you as you go through that graphic novel. You know, some of the obvious things that are there are Alex Ross's love of the original Superman show or Super Friends show. Um, but there are a lot of little, little bitty things. There's, there's, when they're all breaking out of the big gulag, the big prison that they've set up for them. Right, you right. You can see in the background, there's a, there's a panel. You see Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man coming out. Yeah. I mean, just little things like that. Very, very cool. That needs, Ross. that needs to be done if it could. And that would, that would be it. You would never have to make another DC animated movie. You could stop. <laughs> you would try. And I'm sure it's been thought about. Oh, I'm, yeah. There's no way that nobody that they've looked over that. I'm, it's, I'm not the first, first person to go, all right, if you're going to do these DC movies, if you're going to do New Frontier and you're going to do Gotham Knight, we, we should do Kingdom Come. I'm, I can't be the first person that's ever thought about that. But there has to be a way to do that and to give it the utmost respect that it deserves. I'm talking about like it's the Bible, and essentially it is to me of, of graphic novels because it's flawless. You you read that and you you don't feel shafted. You don't feel like it missed anything. You don't not understand anything. It is it's poignant, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I like I like how you you don't feel like you you miss anything because they do. They give you the climax that you want. They give you the big ending battle that you want. I guess the whole big ending battle was almost like a full, in the original release, was like a full issue. Yeah, it was pretty much you the know? whole issue. I would give anything to have those issues. I've just, got, I've just got the graphic novel. I do too. It's like it's, the trade paperback. It would have to be strip to screen to be perfect. Now They could they could cut around some stuff, but I you know I'm thinking they could tell that story in about two hours. Do you would you keep in would you keep the uh the whole story arc with the Spectre and Cartman yes. around? Would you yes. tell it from that angle? Yes. It doesn't work from another angle. Okay. You have to be watching it as the old man, as the preacher. You have to Spectre. be watching it through his eyes. Yes. Otherwise it's just cheapens it. Yeah. I think. I agree. I agree with that. It's so 
Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously going to get it out and read it tonight after we get done recording now, because it's been about three months since I've read it, and it's, I can, sit, I can sit there and read it in about an hour and fly through it, and it's just, it's so, I, I, I can't believe when I talk to people that have said they never read it before, and I, I know Will Cooper is listening to this right now, just backing me up on everything that I'm saying, but <laughs> it is... It just you need to go get it if you never have, and if you don't understand anything about it, just sit, it's not that hard. Just sit there and think about it. The the specter, everything is revealed to you as long as you want it to be. It's yep. it's, but that that needs to be done. I'm going to have to go read it tonight too, and it's an hour later th- where I'm at. I can't think of anything. I would love to see him do Superman Birthright, but in 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 doing new Superman films and in doing Smallville, I don't really see them doing Superman Birthright. Um, a cool one to do would be Secret Identity. And I want to thank uh, Beth, if she's listening right now. Beth gave me a copy of Secret Identity, and I'd never... Is, is Secret Identity the one about the kid named Clark Kent? Yes. Okay, I never and, read that. And he's made fun of his whole life um, because his, he's from a small town in Kansas. His parents thought it would be cute, and you know he would be very popular for having that name, and all he is is made fun of his whole life. And then just one night, he goes camping, and he can fly. And the progression of the story happens from there. He meets a girl named Lois, and it's this huge joke, but it's not tacky in any way. And I thanks Beth to give me a copy of that because I'd never gotten to read it before. And it's so good because we'll pass it on. It's so good because it's one of the few times you're actually reading. You're like, it could actually happen. It could actually happen to somebody. Somebody could be flying around in a suit. We'll pass it on. Well. Yeah, let me slide it under the door, do you? Because <laughs> we'll get in trouble for not having lights out. Shh, lights out. Steve. It's a slumber party. Pillow fight. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Derek. Good night, Steve. <laughs> um, yeah, but get New Frontier um, because it's definitely worth it. I haven't gotten to see all the DVD features and everything yet. <laughs> now with the death of HD, we mourn the loss. Uh <sighs> I know my, my, my collection is mourning the loss right now. Let's make it this clear. I did not choose HD. HD chose me. I did not choose HD over Blu-ray in the war. It just But you loved it. Well, it's it's nice. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we need to talk about Fracture. I was going to say, why don't, we, why don't we do what the people came to listen for, Derek, <laughs> and talk about Smallville? Well, it, we're, we're, we do all things through Steve, who strengthens me. Um, what? <laughs> blasphemy? <laughs> I will not be part of your blasphemy. The power uh, of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. But you're my personal Lord and Savior, and I've accepted you into my heart. Oh, um, my, I'm, picture of Steve, like, <laughs> hanging up in horror. Picture of Steve throwing holy water on the microphone. I think that might be bad for you. That's true. Okay. Yeah, well, we don't want you to burn. You can't burn your house down before you watch, before you read Kingdom Come tonight, Steve. That's true. All little good boys and girls, go read Kingdom Come before you go to sleep tonight. Or Steve will come over. Um. <laughs> All right. Fracture. I just, I just said backwards, go watch Kingdom Come. No, I read. think Fracture was probably going to be the weakest of these last five, well, now ten, but the last five episodes when it started, Persona, Siren, this, uh, Hero, Hero may actually end up being it, but in Traveler and Veritas. Um, 
What did you think about it? Just first off, what was your initial reaction after seeing the episode? I loved it. Really? I really enjoyed it. Did you? Yeah. That's good. That's good because um, it's an important episode, and people who are saying they didn't like it, they don't understand. Who said they didn't like it? Dude, did you know the forums? People hated it. And Give I don't me know names. Why. Give me names. They're on there. Go read them. Almond. There. There's a one. Well, let's... Mm. <laughs> Go ahead. Speak your piece. This is that 21 and below thing. Okay. Um, you need to watch Traveler, the night it airs. You need to watch Fracture again before Veritas airs because there's a lot that comes into play. Not just the word Veritas that Lionel and Lillian mention in front of Clark. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's going to play into episode 15. Yes. So it's huge. Everything that happens throughout the whole course of the episode is just, you know, when it opens up, um, Lex has actually found Kara. She's got amnesia. She's in Detroit now. She's going under the name Linda. She's working at this diner. And Lex has put this GPS tracker in Kara's necklace, and he sees the bracelet. So he sees the Superman shield. Which is awesome. Yeah. From our standpoint. From anybody's standpoint. No, if you from, didn't think that was just super cool, oh, you're well, crazy. From purist standpoint, everybody's like, ooh, he shouldn't have seen that yet. Shut up. Oh, uh, come on, you crazy little fanboys. Now... It's leading to something, guys. Yeah, it's all leading to something. But, I mean, that happens throughout the progression of the episode. When it actually opens up, Lex is standing out in the alleyway. He gets shot. Uh, Lois is found. In the head! Yeah, in the head, mind you. Lois has found um, Lex and is going to you know, tell on him, basically. But Finley, this guy that works at the diner who is in love with Kara, um, locks Kara and Lois up. But throughout the progression of the episode, and some of this AEC is going to be limited because we're just going to kind of slide through the thing, um, Lex is rushed back to Smallville Medical Center. Of all places. Not Metropolis General, or not Detroit, for that matter. You're <laughs> uh. <laughs> hey, he's in a huge city in Michigan. Let's medevac him to Smallville. But as it goes on, he's been shot in the head, and he's... He's in a catatonic state, essentially. He's in a coma. They got the bullet out. They got the bullet out, but Luther Corp has been building this thing. Well, what the way it gets there is, is Lionel's talking to Clark, and he's like, he's in a catatonic state. They say he may never wake up, and we don't have any leads as to who did this, so we have no clue still where Kara is. Um, this is where we get the reveal of a phone with a picture of Lex and Kara in the diner on it. Chloe goes to Clark, says, let me heal him. And Clark says, no, we don't know what will happen. And then they go to Lana, and Lana reveals to them that Luther Corp's been working on this way to interrogate terrorists by getting right. in their mind. Which was a little far-fetched, but cool enough for the episode because we didn't have John Jones <laughs> to help Clark get in Lex's mind. So right, because a Martian, a Martian doing that's not far-fetched either. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking? Uh, now, where this takes a turn is the fact that people die in the machine. Yes. And Clark's essentially like, I'm impenetrable. Nothing will happen to me. I will get in the machine. And Chloe makes the great line, yeah, you're you're the man of steel, but what about your brain? 
or is it Lana that says that? I don't remember if it's Lana or Chloe, but one of them makes the comment that, you know, your brain could still suffer as a result of this. And he's like, I don't care. I got to find more carriers. It's not about saving Lex. At no time does he say, I'm saving Lex. It's about finding Kara It's and about Lois. finding Kara and Lois. And he goes in, and it's a weird place. Um, it's a like, long, dark hallway. It's a long, dark hallway. There's a red door, which is Clark's exit. way to get back out, his exit. Yeah. And he's always got to keep his eye on the prize, essentially. The first <laughs> thing he sees when he goes in is Kara from Bizarro. Yep, floating in, floating floating in the water. Lex's and then, memory. And remember, all these things are Lex's memories. Or the way Lex interpreted his memories. Exactly. Which may come into play with Alana and Lex. Or it could scene. be Lex's imagination. Yes. Um, but a kid come, comes and looks through the eye hole. That's supposed to be Alexander. That's the young Lex before everything went wrong in his life. Um, but it just all gets a little bit weird from there. As the, the episode goes on, Clark... Finds out what's been happening at the diner. He finds out that Lex found Kara. You know, all this stuff again. He, Well, he Lex finds Kara, and Kara admitted to Lex that she'd lost her memory. Right. And Lex says this, he, you know, he makes the comment, well, there's nothing lost that can't be found. Right. And uh, and Clark sees that happen. Yes. Um, and as he's watching that, that's when, that's when grown-up Lex in, in Lex's mind comes after him. Which was very... I would venture to say that either this or Onyx were probably Rosenbaum's favorite roles to play because he was able to let loose. Well, and, you know, just from a geek standpoint, he was in that white suit that he's wearing and all the, you know, the views of his futures um, where he's in the white, you know, in the in the Oval Office and everything. That Lex was in the, in the you know, the evil Lex in his mind was wearing that white suit. Right. Um, so that was cool. He, he overpowers Clark. He chokes him. Yeah, that's very Darth neat. Vader style from A New Hope, yo. Yeah, yeah. Just lifts him up off the ground. And uh, the kid kind of knocks Lex down so he can get away. Clark and Alexander run away, and it's kind of this battle of good versus evil within Lex's own mind, the good Lex versus the evil Lex. A Lex well, that Clark didn't a, exist anymore. It's more anymore. of a battle for survival for the good Lex. Yeah, because he's kind of hiding out is what he's doing. Yeah. And um, but as it goes on, Clark finally, he well he sees a scene from Young Alexander where they've been going through Lionel's briefcase, and Lillian finds the Veritas file, and she wants to know what he's been up to, and he smacks her around a good little bit. I'm glad Clark got to see what Lionel did to her and Lex. Well, yeah, I was gonna say he smacked Lex around too. Yeah, he smacked both of them around. And I'm glad Clark got to see that firsthand. Yep. Yep. But, um, again, Lex intervenes, and he takes him into another memory of Lex and Lana having sex. And Lana saying, I'll, you know, I'll always love you. Which, can we talk about that for a second? Sure, go for it. I mean, not not in a perverse way. I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> Hold on, I need my whiskey. Now go ahead. There, <laughs> there's no robot loving going on. Um, it, it makes a point of showing Lana's ring on her finger, the, the wedding ring. Right. Now... I was led to believe, and I think we were meant to be led to believe, that after season, you know, in season six, after Promise, after she gets married, that they never consummated that relationship. They never copulated, um, which is a big word for the sex. <laughs> and <laughs> I spit out my whiskey. Sorry. Um, but uh, so here's my take on that, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. 
that was Lex's that was Lex's imagination just to show Clark something to freak Clark out. Yeah, I'd definitely say that. That was not a real memory. Oh, now I'm not gonna say that. I th- I still I I'm under the persuasion that that is how Lex interpreted that memory. Okay. If somebody hears what they want to hear, that's how they remember stuff. Don't you agree? I, all I heard was Steve is right. <laughs> what show are you listening to? Because it definitely ain't the House of L. Um, well, anyway, he gets hug away from it. Hug it out. Let's hug it out. Sorry. Alexander tells him, you know, he knows where Kara and Lois are. Um, Clark sees um, Finley and Lex shoot each other. Lex just carrying a gun with him, you know. Um, but Lex starts to code. And if Lex dies, inadvertently Clark dies. Well, because the whole there was a whole big deal made of their minds syncing up. Yes, Clark had gotten in deep enough that his mind was synced up with Lex's, and so if Lo, if Lex dies, then Clark dies. So Chloe and Lana have not been in the room this whole time with Lionel and the technician, and Chloe comes in to see what's going on, and she sees Chloe busts up in there. She sees that Lex is coding, and she tells Lionel, "I can save him. Let me save him." Badass saves them. When mm-hmm. you that the coolest that's looked. Oh, sure, yeah. And, um, you know, Clark comes out and he says he, he knows where where they are. He can save them, but then he sees Chloe is dead on the floor, just about. And Lionel, Well, but you missed you miss a whole bunch going on there. Well, I mean, there's, but, you know, he's choking the kid. I don't want to talk about it because that part freaked me out, in all honesty, where he's choking well, young Alexander. Well, he's choking Alexander out, and he begins to drag him away. And at this point now, Clark is back in the hallway, he sees the red door, and Clark makes the decision to go help Alexander. And and it was a creepy, creepy moment because he gets into, and it's still dark. This is before Chloe ever had done the, the This is while he's still coding because the fight is essentially what is, you're led to believe that's why he's coding, the fight inside the mansion. Well, no, he's coding before that because they get into the the mansion. That's well, when he's and choking young legs. Right, it goes and on it's from dark, there. right. And it's dark, and as Chloe touches and begins to heal him, you know, the whole place lights up. Clark does an awesome tackle. I mean, he tackles Lex through that glass table, which just looked great. And then he's on top of him, just beating the mess out of him. And all Lex does is laugh. He just sits there and laughs at him and takes every punch. His mouth's getting bloody, his face is getting, and he's just laughing. Right. And it was very, very creepy. But as Clark gets Alexander away, and before he leaves, you know, Alexander says, well, please don't go. And Clark walks back over to him, and I'm sorry, this is one of the hugest moments to me in the episode, is he says, promise me you'll never stop fighting. You're stronger than you think, and I will always be keeping an eye out for you. Yeah, that was cool. And I'll always be here for you, because what Clark is doing is he is telling his best friend, I still believe in you. And it's very much that there's still good in Lex Luthor from the Superman, yep. you know, genre. There's there's still good to be found in Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. which is very cool. And so then he comes out, you know, and Chloe's lying on the floor, and and he knows where they're at. And um, Lionel, he says, you know, he's about to call the ambulance, and Clark says, no, that trust me, the medics can do nothing for her. Just get her back to the Talon, get her to the apartment. I've got to go save. Karen Lois, which he does, he knocks over the cars, over the over uh, Finley, so they never know he's there. Because all right. this point, yep. Kara still has amnesia. 
Yes. She still thinks she's Linda. She's still calling herself Linda. And um Well, no, and the well this is the that's the neat thing, and that showdown with Lois and Kira, it's like Kira's finally accepted yes. her fate because Finley calls her Linda and she steps up and says, I'm not Linda. Yeah. And at that point the the cars go down. Um but um when Lex wakes up of course Chloe healed him, so he has no head wound whatsoever. Yeah, no scar, no nothing. And I mean, this is going to be the scene to end all scenes this season, I think. The scene yes. between Lionel and Lex is huge. And Lex says, you know, I was admitted for a bullet to the head. What what exactly happened to me, Dad? And Lionel says, you know, that you can thank Oliver Queen for that one, that serum that he had that, that you remember from back from Rage from season six. He said that he still had a little bit around. He even said it like that. Lionel's like... You remember Rage, son, in season six? Yeah, exactly. I wasn't in that episode, but you were there, and you were shot with an arrow. <laughs> I was doing the drowsy chaperone. No, and, you know, he says, you know, I kept a vial for myself. And Lex is like, but you used it on me. And he says, yes. And, you know, it all just comes down to the fact that as Lex begins to leave, Lionel says, I love you. And he says, I was worried I'd never get to tell you this. I love you, son. And Lex just gives him this look. Yeah, there's an imperceptible smirk there. I mean, it's almost, you just, you have to really watch for it. And it's like, whatever, dude. I almost expected him to bump shoulders with him, to push him out of his way, out the door. Yeah, yeah. It was very, ooh, you know, it was uh, very foreshadowing that, that these two will never, ever ever have anything to do with each other ever again yep in any good yep. sense of the term that is um but clark goes and he's been sitting by chloe's bedside she wakes up she's actually been out for 18 hours that's 15 hours longer than she was out the first time she got knocked out from the thing um which very much scares clark which they made a lot of point of showing this so i don't know why if this is going to come back into play later or not but it, they made a very big point of the fact that she was out for so long i, I fear a death of chloe coming do you? I really do. No, don't go. Don't go anti Will Cooper on me. I'm not anti. No, I'm not for. I'm not pro death, Chloe. I just, I'm afraid that may be what's coming. No. Well, or at um, least they're trying to. I think they're trying to lead us to believe that's what's coming. And then at the end of the episode, the Clark and Lex scene was the first Clark and Lex scene in years to not have recycled dialogue in it. Um, it really was. It really was. It was um, a very cool scene between the two of them. You know, he Clark confronts Lex about being in Detroit with, and no one care was there and never getting in touch with him. And Lex says he tried to call twice, but Lana hung up on him both times. Um, and Le and Clark makes some comment about Lex lying, and he says, "You know, Clark, I stopped pretending to care whether or not you believe me." And Clark goes in this whole thing. He says, "I do care, Lex, and there's a side of you that know what knows what's right." And um. And Lex, you know, makes another snide comment about Clark Kent being his voice of reason. Oh, I love that. He says that that voice isn't me, Lex. It's you. Yeah. Oh. And and he and then he uses the line that he saw Lex use in his memory of him talking to Karen. He says, "There's nothing lost that can't be found again." Let that voice lead you back. Yeah. Such a cool scene. Such a cool scene. And then you know, we get and that is so Silver Age Superman because there's so much that went on. In the old Superman, you know, when it was originally Superman and Lex knowing each other's kids, um, 
you know, where where Superman just always hoped for Lex to come back around. Yeah. And hope for Lex to be good again. And and I just think that's so awesome that they're going that route here. And then you get that scene at the end. I think a lot of people were mad that there was not a Clark-Kara reunion scene. Kara still does not have her memory back. And I think there was one in the episode, and it got deleted. It wasn't a well, very... Well, mentioned, she mentioned no, already having talked to Clark. Yeah, and, and she says she always gets the feeling he's hiding something from her and tells that to Lex, of all people. And Lex is very manipulative of bringing Kara over to his side. Uh, during this whole conversation at the end. So you get the feeling that that's where the next few episodes are going to go in that direction. But uh, really was a huge episode. If you did not like it, again, please just let it sink in before we get to the end here because it does play a lot into Traveler and Veritas. And you need to accept it. Well, I, I just absolutely loved it. I don't see why people wouldn't like it. If for no other reason than the Clark Lex stuff. Yeah. It was kind of like what was what was the episode was it Nemesis in season 6 yeah. where they were trapped in the you know in the tunnels? Right. Right. You know, this was almost like Nemesis kicked up a notch. I'd say so. But in, it, all in, all in uh, your head it gets a whole lot weirder. Yeah. Um yeah. I think they did a good job of it. I I actually liked it more than I did Labyrinth. Oh yeah. I, yes. Um and I, I enjoyed I Labyrinth, concur. but I I really think that uh I don't know. This one was more on a personal level. I felt like. Well, this one this one had a little more realism as far as what's really going on. Labyrinth was more of a fantasy type. What could happen? Well, you know, they always say Labyrinth was a Buffy Buffy ripoff, but I hate it when people say that. Um, but I really enjoyed Fracture, and I think, uh, as I said, it plays in a lot towards the end here, especially with Lex. Just watch Lex in 14 and 15, guys, and you'll understand some of the stuff that happened in 12. Uh, maybe a whole lot more. And uh, big episode today, though. We we had to catch up on a lot, and with my being gone, I felt like I... And with not having an episode last week, I felt like we owed you guys a little bit more. Uh, I don't feel like I owe you guys anything. I've busted you guys. Yeah, by naming episode titles wrong and numbers backwards and... I'll name your episode titles wrong. You're a freaking kid is what you are. You, um, <laughs> we're not going to do spoilers. Let's hug it out. Sorry. Hug it out. Hug it out, man. Um, hug it out. We're not going to do spoilers this week because there's not a new episode next week. We'll have spoilers closer to when Hero airs. Um, so that's pretty much it. Check out our new URL. You can still get to us via com or starkvolpodcast.com. But if you're having trouble remembering our URL, if you want to tell somebody about uh, Starkville's House of L, tell them to visit smallvillepodcast.com, and that's how you can get to us. Boo-yah. Uh, you can also email us, mail at houseofelpodcast.com. And uh, forums, if you want. <laughs> Is there anyone out there that can save the forums? Forums.houseofelpodcast.com. And, um, yeah, it's... Uh, Hey, and if you, if you search around on the forums enough, you can find a chat page where we all kind of jump in the chat room together every now and again. Yeah, there is a chat room now, and I haven't set that up, but eventually it will. the URL for that will be chat.housefellpodcast.com, and I haven't done that yet, but I will, and you, Steve and I are in there a lot, and Tim too, so you can, and Will, so you can talk to some SHU alum as well as current members. Um, next week is going to be a really email-heavy episode. We've gotten some great emails with some insight into Veritas and Traveler right here towards the end. And uh, even though some stuff has changed, even though it's not the season finale anymore, it's still going to be very poignant and important 
poignant is the word for tonight, I do believe. I've said it three or four times now. So we're going to be covering some great email that you guys have sent was in. That on your, was that weeks. on your Word of the Day toilet paper today? Um, I haven't even been to the bathroom today, so I wouldn't know. Too much information, uh, sir. Just kidding. Uh, uh, I had to put my makeup on for our pillow fight. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> you freaking freak. I had to get my nightie on. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, that <laughs> oh, I would just like to apologize to everybody right now. He'd like to, but he's not going to. Uh, I'm um, sorry. We'll be I'm back next sorry. week with a lot of great emails, and I'm glad you all stuck with us again. Sorry, me having the flu in New York with Pop Kent. Uh, Steve was sick for a little while. Steve screwed up the episodes while we were gone. No, Steve did an amazing job. Round of applause for Steve while I was gone. It was such a huge undertaking to do two episodes of Shoe by yourself back to back, much less two episodes that actually. Well, I had with. Will helping me and other people. Oh, Will did it. Yeah, I forgot. Will was on yeah. uh, Siren. Yeah, like, he was on episode Siren? 77. Shut up. What episode was that? I don't even know what you mean. Did that was 77. Last episode was 76. You see, it means nothing to me. It's just like hog water. I don't know. I just. But, Everybody um, go to the forums and go to the Geek Out Loud section and post why you love Steve. Please go to Geek Out Loud or geekoutonline.com and listen to Geek Out Loud and maybe episode 9 will come soon. Hopefully. I'm going to do episode 9 with you just so you'll get it done. Mm, I'm tired of podcasting with you this week. Damn. I'm okay. sorry. Hug it out. Hug it out. Um, we will be back next week with an all-new episode. Promise. Again, sorry for our delay. Hope you've enjoyed this one. It was very... Um, very random, but on topic. It was very uh, shoeish, and we we felt like a, a lot of stuff needed to be said. So I hope. Uh, hope hey, you Derek, all when's there going to be a new shoe too? <laughs> when you do an episode, that, here's the deal: when you do a new Geek Out Loud, we'll do a new shoe too. Okay, is that fair? Yeah. When's Tangent coming out? When Batman Three hits theaters. <laughs> okay. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. See everybody. ya.